message of an angel may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH, 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network across North Texas. The clouds are rolling in. Got some rain expected tonight and uh, kind of moderate temperatures out there. See that meteorology in me, meteorologist in me just uh, comes out. I wasn't planning on doing talking about the weather to start <laughs> off, but uh, welcome. This is a Catholic radio show, not a weather show, but... I uh, looked out the window, and uh, first thing that came to I my mean, mind I mean, the weather comes from God. Kind of, yeah, there you go. There There's you go. always a tie-in. That's exactly right. <laughs> so welcome, everybody, to the show. This is an hour when we talk about good stuff, things that are happening here in North Texas in the Catholic world, in the Dallas Diocese, Fort Worth Diocese. Every now and then might even mention the Tyler Diocese, because I bet you some of the Tyler folks can probably listen to us. Uh, mm-hmm. I am Dave Palmer. That is Cecil Anderson, and uh, she is Diane Xavier. How you doing, Diane? I'm great. How are you doing? I had a great weekend, and I heard you went camping. Yeah, we did. Cedar Hill State Park. That's awesome. Camping with uh, the whole family. One one extra. My my daughter's friend came along, and uh, my my daughter's friend is, is Mormon, and uh, I got a really interesting conversation with her about uh, from the the Mormon faith. Uh, because uh, sometimes, you know, like the people that come to your door, they're, they're trying to kind of convert know, you. Convert yeah, you yeah, yeah. But this was just kind of uh, asking her questions about it. Just know, curiosity, but, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, and uh, interesting. So uh, we had a good time camping. You, y'all campers, you like to do that? So, yes and no. I probably lean a little bit more on the glamping side. I like to have water, <laughs> running yeah. water. Um, although sometimes. Running camps, water? Like, well, like I'd ra- like to have indoor plumbing (laughs) nearby one one of the people in our party wanted to sleep inside the van like on an air mattress Uh, okay i'm not gonna mention who that was uh, no no definitely not dave it's okay you can admit it (laughs) (laughs) was not me was was not me i wanted to sleep outside under the stars no no i like to i I like the i like sleeping out i like sleeping in a tent i like the fire campfires all that's fun now again if we're being viciously attacked by bugs and by you know animals not as fun and if the weather's not as nice but but it is a it's a fun experience, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just to experience the beauty of nature, especially at night. You know, mm, see the, the sounds stars. of we the had nature. This, yeah, we had this little bunny rabbit. We were out Aww. by the campfire, and it kept kind of like it was. It wanted so much to be with us. It kept showing up, and then as soon as we looked, it would run back in the woods. And we're like, little bunny, I was looking for food. Yeah, we're not gonna. <laughs> we thought it liked <laughs> us, Diane. Uh, but anyways, uh, good to have everybody with us. We're gonna have uh, a couple of uh, good segments with guests on. Homeschool Connections is an online. Uh, a company, I guess you could say, that offers uh, third through twelfth graders live and recorded online courses. I'm actually one of their instructors. I teach a class and have done so for many years uh, called An Introduction to the Summa Theologia by St. Thomas Aquinas. Well, the two big cheeses of uh, Homeschool Connections, Walter Crawford and Maureen Whitman, are going to join us here in about 10 minutes to talk about a homeschool uh, conference that's going on in about uh, two months, June 10th and 11th, Friday and Saturday. It's going to be virtual and live, I think. Uh, they'll tell us all about that. And uh, if you're involved in homeschooling, Sissel's a product of homeschooling. I am. 
Yeah, it turned out pretty well. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Diane, no, no. you went to public schools. <laughs> yes, I went I to did. Catholic schools. Sicil hey, we're just covering all the bases we got here. Everything represented. That's here. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, they're going to join us via phone. And then I'm real excited about this. Not that I'm not excited about Walter and Maureen, I'm excited about them. But uh, we got uh, a, a local priest coming in in studio. Uh, to visit us, uh, uh, Father Jacob Don Casa, who cu- currently serves as the parochial vicar at, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, not the, he is the pastoral administrator uh, at Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving, which is just uh, a few miles from where we're broadcasting right now. Mm-hmm. And a pretty amazing guy, born in Nigeria, uh, came over here, uh, has already served at four or five parishes. Now he's basically a pastor. I mean, it's a little bit of a different title, but of Holy Family, and uh, we'll talk to him. And he wrote a book, and his book is called, let me see if I can find the, the, the working title here, and, he, and he's actually just finished another one, uh, the book is called Faith, Not Convenience, 17 Reflections for Spiritual Consistency. And then the new book that he wrote is called A Spiritual Path for Families, Preparing Your Home for a Life of Faith Following the Example of Saints Who Raised Families. I think of like Saints Who Raised Families. Can you think of any off the top of your head? like St. Therese's uh, family. Yeah, this is the yeah, first family yeah. I was going to think of. Yeah, because uh, they, they, uh, yeah, they, they raised well, saints. Well, uh, St. Monica. Monica. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, yeah, St. Monica. Uh, who uh, else? There's a lot of, hold on a second. There are, oh, St. Oh, well, no, uh, Elizabeth she, Ann Seton? Elizabeth. Did she, she had kids. Oh, yeah. Didn't she? Didn't she? Mm. She was a, she was a uh, no, 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 of course she was. She, she was a, a, a lay woman, oh, married, right. had kids, and then her right. husband died, and then she became a sister. Okay. Gianna so, Mola. Saint, yeah, St. Saint, uh, Gianna, Gianna Mola. Mola. Yeah. Uh, so. There are lots of others. Just can't think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, so we can. Uh, uh, t- I, I I thought of this just as the intro music was coming on. I didn't plan this, and I'm not. This is not kind of like a surprise question, but I was thinking about. Now we're in our fifth week of Lent. Now oh I my think goodness. we are just. Uh, you know, next oh, week wow. is Holy Week. Did you realize ah, that? Oh my goodness! So I want everybody uh, grade yourself for Lent so far. You know, as far as like what you were talking about on Ash Wednesday, what you're going to do. And what you've actually carried through. And don't feel bad, because okay. I'm going to give myself a very bad grade. Perfect. If anybody wants B- to grade the grade themselves out there yeah, in yeah. Radio Land, you can text me. I'd be interested if anybody wants to give themselves a grade. Yeah. 972-757-2990. 972-757-2990. Grade yourself. Anybody want to go first? I said mine already. B minus. B minus. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. It's not too bad, but it's not great either. You know, you have yeah. you always have that A plus plus expectation, and yeah, then I know. the reality usually sets in. I did kind of do a little bit of a reset halfway through Lent. You know, kind of that you, you have the dip, yeah. and you're just like, oh man. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I so beyond that, I've I've done all right. Um, yeah, all right, always B, could do better. B minus. You said uh, B, B minus. B minus. Yeah. Okay, Diane. What about you? I'd say a C plus. C plus. Okay, I'm gonna give myself a C minus. You know. Well, now I just feel like holy. I, I, I know. <laughs> I should not have gone first. I, I know. <laughs> I should have been like D. You, you can change your grade if you want. <laughs> yeah, maybe more leaning. I'll tie with Diane. Yeah, C+. no, I, I had very very high expectations. I was gonna do like a, a lot of adoration. Uh, uh, yeah, that's where usually I find the biggest struggle with Lent is it's. One e- fairly easy to take things out of your routine or to little sacrifices, in my opinion. Yeah, it's really hard to use that time differently and yeah. well. Right. Um. So that's where I always find the struggle is that I can do it sometimes, but half the time I just feel like, oh, well, I'm just abstaining from doing this. Mm-hmm. But what am I doing in you know in place? Like, how am I 
making that sacrifice. Yeah, well, because time is so valuable. Yeah, if exactly. We, and, we, and, and I'm speaking, you know, I say we, but I'm really talking about myself. You know, we we don't want to give God the time. It's kind of like, okay, nope. I won't eat, you know, cookies. And I won't, yeah, that's, but I, that, I still, that's not time. Yeah, I'm still, like key, saying, I still get to do anything I want to do. I'm just not doing one thing. Yeah, you know? it's so, yeah. Yeah, so I mean that, that's a, that's the hardest that's thing. A, to the dilemma of Lent. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, like to get. I was telling Kent's wife, who's here, um, I have a secret shortcut to get to the studios because I drive from Garland. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I you know I take six thirty five LBJ to get here, and instead of driving the highway, I take the access roads and I exit off of Midway where St. Monica is located, mm. Midway and Walnut Hill. Do that purposely. I, yeah, and yeah. I oh, and it just cuts. Through so much time, and I'm I'm always thinking, you know, I need to go to daily mass. They got six thirty a.m. mass, eight a.m. mass, and sometimes I stop in, but I don't stop enough. Yeah, and I thought, I know. you know, maybe I, I know because it's time. That. It's uh, yeah, that that's that's the thing is that uh, we're all so busy, and we got so many things we want to do, but. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I don't make enough time for Jesus. We you do know? not. Okay. And, that uh, should be a sticker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a make time for Jesus. <laughs> now I feel really bad about myself. Thanks. Thanks, Cecil. No, I'm, I'm kidding. No, I, brought, I brought it up. I brought it up. Okay. No, just kidding. I got to blame Probably somebody. Probably made everyone else listening also feel really bad. <laughs> or they feel really good compared to hear, yeah, how, hearing how we've done. They're like, I got an A for A+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have got a summer speaker series event coming what? up. And last week we had our first planning meeting. And we've got a great committee. We've got about uh, 11, 12 people on there and uh the details are um it's going to be thursday july 21st mm-hmm. okay so it's a little earlier than last year it last is. year's was like april 4th or 5th not april I, I'm sorry, august. August, <laughs> august august okay i'm, I'm thinking april because we're, in, we're, in, we're april. in april yeah okay august that would be very early okay august 4th or 5th with father john ricardo this year's speaker is bishop joseph strickland Oop. Uh, we are talking about the title of his talk. Of course, we want to, you know, run this by him and see if he uh, is open to, but we're thinking something about just being at war, you know? Yeah, the challenges of laity in this century. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause he, he's so bold and I, I just love following him on Twitter and the things that he says. He kind of goes places that others don't as far as, uh, I don't know. I, I just have tremendous respect for him. But then when you hear him talk, he's, he's just so gentle. Mm-hmm. He's so pastoral. Uh, just love him. And so he's going to be our speaker, uh, Thursday, July 21st. Um, I want to make sure I get that month right. Any <laughs> other details that, that came out of the meeting that we should talk about? We don't have a venue yet. Don't have a venue yet. Um, tickets are not on sale yet, but save the date. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any much yeah. more that we can <laughs> no, say at the no, moment. We, Just uh, save the we're, date. We're going to be giving a Transmitter of the Faith Award yes. away. We have uh, a person in mind. That yes. person doesn't even know. That person does not know. Uh, in fact, I would bet you, and this is going to make everybody feel really weird, I would bet you that if, if that person was listening right now, yeah. and there's a pretty good chance that he or she, I'm not going to give that away, mm-hmm. is listening, they wouldn't even think that it would be them that 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 it would be them okay Uh, but i'm just smiling thinking about it i I know i can't wait to call that person (laughs) and and say uh, of course it isn't it isn't final yet that's why we're not saying anything do you know who you know who we're talking about i think so okay don't say it don't say anything that'd be kind of a weird way to find out you know Uh, 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 all right so uh, now that everyone's more vague about this event (laughs) all we have is a date and a speaker i mean that's i mean that's better than not having those things if we didn't have a speaker that'd be trouble that I, we would start passing the buck around the office here, like, all right, who thinks they could talk D- about Diane's, something? Diane's oh, a good speaker. Yeah. She, she could do it. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see. I, I want to talk about a few events coming up. I don't know mm-hmm. if you all have any on your uh, plate that you want to talk about. Do you know that tonight and tomorrow, April 4th and 5th, 
at St. Paul, the Apostle Parish in uh, Richardson. Uh, Richardson. They're having a Lenten mission. The Sisters of Life will be leading their mission. They'll be speaking on their charism of life and how they can better celebrate the Easter season. Uh, Sister Anima Christie, wow, what a great name, mm-hmm. uh, and Sister Maria Regina are the two speakers. Awesome. That sounds awesome. That is awesome. Man, sure. there's so many good events going on during the season of Lent. You know, know. every every week, every parish, like one parish has something really cool going on. So I if know. you like, because I actually missed my own uh, parish's Lenten mission, and I was very sad. Father Zach from uh, Good Shepherd in Colleyville was actually our our, oh, right? our speaker. Um, Zach Burns, right? Zach Burns, yeah. yeah. Father Zach Burns was there. Um, but uh, we had a share on that week, so I didn't actually get to attend. <laughs> yeah. So, but there's one every week somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there is. So this is this week's. And uh, Father Donald Calloway was at St. Patrick's mm-hmm. last right? week. Yep. Oh, was, that was last week. Okay. And Father uh, Leo Paddlinghug was uh, two weeks ago yeah. at uh, St. Francis Yeah, people yeah. love when we talk about the, the, the ones <laughs> yeah. in the past. Yeah, like, let's yeah. keep going back. I can probably <laughs> list all of them. <laughs> Four years see, ago. <laughs> see, they, the thing is, is like, you ask me about the future, I'm like, uh... <laughs> we, don't, we don't know the future. Well, I we have just... nothing. I can remember everything great. <laughs> now get this, Father Paul Bechter, uh, who is the uh, director of vocations for the oh, Dallas yeah. Diocese is going to be giving a talk on March 31st at All Saints uh, Young Adult Ministry Ooh. Uh, in Dallas. Dive into the encyclicals. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? I mean, Ooh, date is that? Yeah, that's uh, March 31st. I'm not We're sure. April. Oh, my goodness. That, that's all. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I am so. I, I print the. I like how you were just telling us no, about, like, about the past. Yeah, things that happened in the past. <laughs> well, I'm sure it was a fantastic. I was. You got me really excited. I was like, man, I'm going to make time to go to hey, this. Okay, let me ask you this. Since yeah. I okay, have you ever read a whole encyclical? I mean, like beginning to end, the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Can I ask a question just to make sure I'm clear on the definition of an encyclical? Because I'm not sure uh, if I have. Yeah, sure. Are you gonna Google it? No, I'm joking. Oh no! Like, no, no what no, is an encyclical? Yeah, like what would count as you know? Uh, well, humanity. Okay, is, I have read humanity. You, you read all the way through. Okay. I did read it all the way through. Now I read it really late at night on my phone, and so I'm sure a lot of it was I could read it more in depth, but I did read it. Yeah, it's okay. Pretty, it's probably one of the shortest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not very long. I mean, like uh, John Paul II was great about encyclicals, but the problem is that sometimes uh, a pope will put out a, a letter and you think it's an encyclical, and it's really like an apostolic exhortation. Yes, They've got yes. all these different names. Yeah. That's why I was confused. Yeah. I was like, mm, yeah. like sure. Fetus at Ratio. Uh, I mean, there's a, a lot of them. I think the encyclical can be kind of a catch-all okay. name, where sometimes they're apostolic kind Constitutions. They're not officially encyclicals, but, you know, just something that the Pope issues. Uh, pope Francis is already, I think, down about two or three encyclicals. Fruity, yeah, and then the, yeah, and uh, I think Pope Benedict did two or three. He did one on hope, um, uh, but but Pope John Paul II did a lot of them. King he covered of a, a kind of a, did a lot of them and some of them, but probably the 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 best known ones. There's one called Rerum Novarum, mm-hmm. which was by Pope Leo the Thirteenth. Uh, which is on uh, like the social teachings of the church. Of course, the one that I always talk about on Back to the Father is uh, is the Eterni Patris, mm-hmm. uh, Eternal Father, the the restoration of Christian I think philosophy. That's on my list to read. Yeah, the how rest- long is it? By the uh, way, you, you probably probably take you. Uh, Maybe an hour. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, an hour, maybe out two hours. Perhaps, well, I mean, it depends. Sometimes when I read these things, they're quite deep, and you have to read it like five times. <laughs> oh, I just realized it's yeah. We need to move. Yeah, on. You got to get moving. Uh, so that's uh, we're stuck in the past. Day. E- events past and future. Also, uh, while because Sissel is going to get a call, our first two guests on the line. Uh, there is a retreat for married couples, uh, a married couples weekend that's going to be at the Nazareth Retreat Center. Retreat Center 
Uh, and this is actually in the future, okay? I promise you. <laughs> this one hasn't happened yet. April 29th to May 1st, married couples looking to strengthen and restore their marriage relationship are invited to explore practical ways to live out God's loving plan for each other and for both of them, okay? So this is uh, Greg and Julie Alexander are going to be traveling to North Texas to do this. They're from San Antonio. They have the mm-hmm. Alexander House Apostolate, uh, April 29th to May 1st um, at the Nazareth Retreat Center. If you want to learn more about that, just email info at NazarethRetreats, uh, org. Okay, have you been to the Retreat Center? No, I haven't, but I uh, first heard Greg and Julie... Uh, um, uh, Julie Alexander in College Station at St. Mary's. Oh, is that right? That's so, a long time ago. Yeah, they huh? were first in the Diocese of Boston, then they moved to San Antonio. So hmm. um, they brought in Mary Beth Bonacci. She is an spe- uh, expert on chastity. So I remember that. And she was talking about dating and that yeah, kind of thing, dating. which is a great topic for mm-hmm. college students. Yeah, just be yeah, chaste. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, very good. Well, Diane, I see our, our second guest has come in. If you want to tell him, he can he can come sit in here or he can hang out there if you want. Uh, Father Don Casa. Do we have our um, our first two guests online? We do. All right. Yeah, they are here uh, via the, uh, mir- the, the miracle of phone technology. Walter Crawford, Maureen Whitman, co-founders of Homeschool Connections. You can find them online at homeschoolconnections.com. And as I mentioned a moment ago, June 10th and 11th, Friday and Saturday, there's going to be a Catholic Homeschool Conference. Uh, that is happening, and that website is catholichomeschoolconference.com. And they're going to join us now to talk about this, and it might be a good fit for you and uh, perhaps your kids as well. Uh, Walter and Maureen, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great, Dave. Sorry, talk over your <laughs> the, the, the challenge of having two phone guests on. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> See, I yeah, I shouldn't have just said like a like a general question. I should have seen Maureen. How are you doing, Walter? How are you doing? But uh, anyways, uh, good to have you both on. And let me start with uh, Maureen with you. If you can just uh, give our listeners an overview of Catholic uh, connections. Uh, I'm sorry, Homeschool Connections uh, in general. We'll talk about the conference in a moment, but just kind of what you all do and perhaps if if somebody's just hearing about this for the first time. Sure. So Homeschool Connections, we've been around for 13 years, so long before the pandemic, offering online classes for Catholic home educators and Catholic educators. We do have non-homeschoolers who do classes with us, too. And you can take classes as pre-supported, independent learning, self-paced courses, or you have the option of doing live interactive classes alongside a teacher in person with your fellow students and able to interact with those. So we offer courses all across the spectrum for all subjects from accounting to zoology and theology and philosophy and everything in between. Yeah, and Walter, I remember when y'all started this way back in the yeah. day, and I remember there used to be like these evening talks with like Father Mitch Pacwa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it started off small, and it, it really has grown to now, uh, according to the website, 200 live classes, 450-plus yeah. recorded classes. I mean, this this has gotten huge. Just keep growing every single year. We do. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, it's just the Holy Spirit at work. Go ahead, Walter. You jump in. No, 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 no. I, I, I <laughs> you're, you're doing such a good job, Maureen. <laughs> no, but uh, but it. Uh, yeah, we 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 benefited from what we would call as the Holy Spirit. <laughs> He's our CEO. Imagine that. And 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 so it's through. Uh, we believe his 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 empowerment is his divine intervention to to kind of bring us to this point where. 
we, we clearly, there was a need out there. Um, Marie and I had been paying mu- very much attention to, because Homeschool Connection started off as offering conferences, right, online webinars, if you will, to uh, support parents who couldn't make conferences, essentially. And uh, in the course of that, we figured, uh, by listening to parents, saying, look, you know what? There are a lot of Protestant organizations that are offering online classes. It would be nice if you would offer a similar solution. And so we decided not to offer an online program per se, which is what a lot of, um, there are a lot of institutions that are out there that already offer that. We wanted to be a stopgap. We wanted to be someone that could help parents who just needed a course or two, but not in a full on, uh, full on program. So that's how it all started. And it's just gradually gotten bigger ever since. And we, we attribute that to the, to just a wonderful connection that we have with the parents, the students, with our staff, with the teachers. And all of that is just a synergy that can only be attributed to the divine. I mean, it's been just a wonderful experience. And it's been something we started, like Marine said, in 2008. And it's just every year it's gotten a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. So Yeah, and I, you know, I think most people listening know that I am directly connected to Homeschool Connections because I teach the class on Intro to the Summa Theologia. <laughs> and, yeah, and have been doing it for many years. And I'm just amazed at how easy it, you make it on the instructors because there's always a monitor who sets everything up. The kids are there. You just you show up. You teach your class. You know, you, you've got Moodle for the, the, the grading and the assignments. And it's, it's just user-friendly, I think. On, on both ends for the prof- the professor and also for the the students as well, and uh, you know Maureen Walter mentioned about the uh, one of y'all mentioned about you know even this be, you know yeah I think you said it before the pandemic you've been around this doing this for thirteen years right. how how has the pandemic which thanks be to God is you know largely kind of waning I mean I know there's still some cases but I think most people are moving on how, how did the the last two years impact as far as enrollment and just the way you guys do things uh, with homeschool connections. Right. Well, we've continued to do things as we always have. We had a system that was working and working really well. So that never really changed. Um, the pandemic came. It was really good that we had a system in place. We knew how to effectively teach uh, in a virtual classroom. Uh, so we weren't thrown into a learning curve. So that was really good. Um, as far as how it's changed us as an organization, um, we, we did grow a lot, you know, across the board, Catholic homeschooling, homeschooling all, overall has grown. And we do see people at this point starting to put their kids back into site-based schools. But we also see a lot of families who are still coming to us brand new, who are seeing that, okay, bringing my children home over the past two years has been a really good thing for my family. It's been a really good thing for my children. And so we're still continuing to see some growth, even though the pandemic is waning and we're all getting back to normal life. Yeah, and I know, Maureen, that this is a perfect time to be talking about this because uh, I, I know that enrollment for the live classes in the fall opened up uh, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Uh, so anybody yeah. that goes to homeschoolconnections.com, it's very clear, you know, live classes, you can see the whole menu of them. Uh, this this is a right. good time to be looking into classes for the fall, and I think you guys have a lot of summer classes as well, don't you? We do. So summer classes are open. They've been open for a while now. Those are a terrific introduction to homeschooling. Or we get a lot of um, site-based school kids also in the summertime. So you may need to reclaim some credits or need a little hand up for the next school year or just some fun. Keep learning alive. We have a lot of really, really fun classes. There's a history class on pirates and um, we have a science <laughs> class called Grossology, and uh, we have a bug class. And, you know, 
um, how to learn programming through Minecraft, you know, fun things too. So that's, yeah. and summer's a little different than the school year. We just meet for one or two weeks at a time. So we're not, you know, ruining your vacation. <laughs> and, you know, you're just keeping, you know, learning fun. Yeah, and, one of these years, alive, I want to, I want to you know? teach a summer class on snakes, okay? That's that's on, one of my yeah, dreams. Yeah, I yeah. love snakes. I think that'd be a good summer class. Uh, all right, all right Walter. Let's talk about that for next summer. Yeah, Walter, let me, <laughs> let, let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about the Catholic yeah. Homeschool Conference. If you, of course, if you put a .com at the end of that, uh, catholichomeschoolconference.com, uh, you can learn about that. You guys have been doing this for a while, at least a couple years, right? This is an annual event, isn't it? Yeah, this is our third year, um, and so we've had the benefit of having some pandemic. <laughs> it's really what it started. It started during the pandemic with the realization that there weren't a lot of conferences that were going to happen. You know, we were approached by um, an individual who uh, was so integral in uh, Palace of Scanic, who was so integ- integral into the launch of this, um, and that that uh, that kind of started everything. That was the, the first domino to fall. The pandemic started. A lot of people were trying to find resources that in, in one location uh, that weren't uh, obviously available in the traditional in-person conferences. So that started in 2020, and then uh, 2021 we held we held it again. And uh, this year we're, uh, we're we're set to go, and it's going to be they, the the one that's great thing about this year different than the past two years is the level of engagement parents are going to experience at this conference. It's going to be, if any of you have been uh, that are listening to the, uh, the Bible in year retreat, it's the same organization that is hosting our platform for the, the online or rather the Catholic homeschool conference. So it, we've been through exercises. I feel like I'm more flexible than ever before <laughs> in our planning of this particular conference, and it's going to be something like you haven't experienced before. So, for example, you're going to have the ability to meet up with parents individually from all across the world because this is a global conference. You're going to get the opportunity to um, attend workshops and troubleshoot, helping you, helping not only yourselves but other parents with their particular needs and wants and solutions that they're seeking. Uh, not to mention the fact that we have such a wonderful lineup of speakers. Uh, we've already secured as our keynote uh, the Popcheks, Greg and Lisa Popcheck. Oh. So we're really excited about that. And then we're just continuing to secure vendors and sponsors and, and other speakers that are just going to be just a, a wealth of information. And really, I think the most important thing, and probably to underscore that I cannot, and I haven't mentioned yet, but our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. That is an essential component of not only Maureen and I and our efforts in homeschool connections, the joyful aspect of homeschooling, but we want that to be conveyed also through the conference. All right, so Friday, June 10th, and Saturday, June 11th. I got those dates right, and uh, I hope. Yep. Uh, and uh, Maureen, <laughs> tell um, us uh, about, is it is it entirely virtual? Is there going to be some in-person aspect to it? And maybe the, the times, and uh, Walter mentioned about yeah. the PopChecks being the keynote speaker. Any, any other speakers that you'd like to mention? Well, for one thing, we're, we one thing that's happened um, organically over the past two years was uh, watch parties, local watch parties. So we're really promoting that up this year and providing help. So if anyone wants to um, organize their local homeschool community and have a local event, you can do that through our virtual event. So people coming together and, and 
doing the virtual event together. So you're getting all those um, great speakers and workshops and vendors. There's going to be a great exhibitors hall, you know, in addition to all the speakers. Um, and it, but experience that in community because that's what homeschooling is really all about. Um, it, we call it homeschooling, but we got to get out of the house now and then <laughs> <laughs> and, and connect with that local community. So I'm really excited about that. We are finalizing right now. Um, we have a who and we will be able to announce soon. <laughs> I just just got to get it signed on the dotted line first, but uh, trust me, there'll be some great speakers. I'm going to be speaking, but... <laughs> well, so that's, that's there, there you go. That's on. all you need. I mean, why, why do you need anybody else? <laughs> you and the pop checks, we got it covered. Uh, all right, uh, just got a few minutes remaining here. Uh, Walter, talk about the cost. Is there a cost for attendees? And I know also you're looking for sponsors as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, the cost for the attendees will be twenty eight dollars, twenty eight ninety seven uh, for early registration. It'll be thirty eight ninety seven uh, for uh, after early registration. I think that's going to be on May. What, Maureen, is it May first or when is May ninth? That's right. Okay, May ninth. Yep. So um, register uh, up to then, and then you should be able to get in uh, for the conference at uh, the early bird registration fee. And Dave, you asked another question. Yeah, no, about <laughs> sponsors. Sponsors. Sponsors, yes, we are absolutely welcoming sponsors. We have secured our gold-level sponsors. We have a few more uh, silver-level sponsors uh, available. And, of course, we have Exhibitor and Exhibitor Plus. So for any of you Catholic um, Catholic business owners that would like to be part of that and would like to get your name out uh, to uh, over, you know, we're going to have, we have over 14,000, 15,000 uh, on our email list. And we're going to be marketing it like crazy. So all across the United States and globe and Canada and whatnot, if you have a business that you would like to promote and you think Catholic homeschoolers is a good audience for you, we're the place to go. And so we would love to hear from you. And we will have a registration page open up this week, as a matter of fact, for those that are interested in it. So we're finalizing that. So um, there's some going to be some wonderful opportunities to promote. Your, in fact, in the, at the conference itself, and I failed to mention this earlier, for the parents, it's very going to be engaging the interaction they'll have with the speakers and also with each other, but also there's an expo center. So for all those sponsors and exhibitors that would like to engage these individuals, um, whether live or in some cases, uh, but also certainly through your, your, your materials, that expo center is going to be centrally located and will be afforded uh, an exclusive time slot uh, during the conference and to both days that will call out what services and products you can do and what you can provide to benefit Catholic homeschool parents and students. So there's going to be that opportunity as well. So it's going to be a wonderful experience for not only for the parents, but also for the business owners who are participating in that level. Yeah, it's a little over two months away, but, you know, time flies by so fast. It sounds like you guys already have a, a lot of this uh, put together, and May 9th is that uh, deadline for, I guess, the early registration uh, cost. So uh, visit uh, catholichomeschoolconference.com, catholichomeschoolconference.com. You can find out more about this uh, conference, which is going to be Friday, June 10th, and Saturday, June 11th. Uh, Walter and Maureen, thank you very much uh, for spending some thank time. You, uh, appreciate it. And thanks for what you guys are doing. It's just a, an incredible organization. Of course, I, I mean that uh, sincerely because I uh, benefit. And it's just been such a blessing to be able to teach the SUMA and to just see the, the level of students. And, uh, you know, it's just it's awesome. So uh, keep on keeping on. And uh, thanks for being on with me today. 
Yeah, thanks for Take the time, care. Dave. God bless, Dave. All right. God bless. God bless. And that, God bless. that regular website, homeschoolconnections.com, you can check out, uh, as I mentioned, 200-plus live classes, 450-plus recorded online classes, including... Uh, did I mention the intro to the Summa Theologia? Did I mention? I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, not in the last 30 uh, seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, they got, you know, Tim Staples has taught classes, John Martinoni, uh, Trent Horn, uh, you know, they've got a guy named Philip Campbell, who's uh, a very, very popular uh, teacher as well, and uh, a whole lot of them. Monica Ashour has taught classes with the, the Theology of the Body Evangelization team. Uh, so, all right, uh, in studio, warming up in the bullpen is Father Jacob Dancasa. He is the, uh, uh, the administrator uh, of of the uh, Holy Family of Nazareth Parish, uh, very close to us here in Irving. And boy, we've got a lot to talk about. He's got a, an amazing, I read his bio, and I was like, gosh, you know, I could talk to you for an hour and a half just on the information in his bio, not to mention the one book that he has published that's out, and another one which is coming soon. And so a lot to talk about. Uh, delighted that uh, Father Jacob Dancasa uh, here is here in studio with us. And we're going to take a quick break and come back with uh, our last segment of the program with Father Dan Casa right after this. St. Peter's Parish in Lindsay invites all to join them for Divine Mercy Sunday service on Sunday, April 24th at 3 p.m. A special blessed image of Jesus, the Lord of Divine Mercy, and first-class relic of St. Faustina will be present for veneration. Exposition of the Blessed Sacrament and benediction is also included. Confessions will also be available from 2 p.m. to 2.45 p.m. For more information, visit stpeterlindsay.org. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. Are you a young adult looking for the right path through the challenges and changes in your life? Do you wish to do God's will but don't know how? Join Young Catholic Professionals April 29th through May 1st for their 2022 conference, Thy Will Be Done on Earth as It Is in Heaven. A weekend of inspirational speakers, enriching small group discussions, and the sacraments together with 600-plus witnesses for Christ from across the nation. Visit ycpconference.org to register. Registration closes April 7th. This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babich and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network, where you're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babich and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at Babich, B-A-B-I-C-H, dot com. Would you like to support a wonderful Catholic school here in North Texas doing great things to bless students who are in unique and challenging situations in life? Hi, this is Dave Palmer, and I am very excited to be the MC for the 25th annual Noche de Gracias Night of Thanks benefiting Casada High School in Fort Worth. The event will be the evening of Tuesday, April 26th at Joti Garcia's Restaurant in Fort Worth. To purchase your tickets or to learn more about Noche de Gracias, visit CasadaHS.org and click on the Make a Difference tab. 
Attention all commercial building owners. Are you having constant problems with roof leaks in your properties? My name is Mari Buford, owner of Buford Roofing and Construction and a longtime sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Water leaks are disruptive and very aggravating. We can explain how these issues can be eliminated if you call us at 817-329-ROOF or on our website at BufordRoofing.com. That's BufordRoofing.com. We are back. This is the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. It is April 4th. And uh, it's, it's springtime. It's beautiful. And I uh, forgot to mention, the, uh, I, I think we, um, yeah, we did actually mention that next week is Holy Week. Uh, and uh, boy, it just comes by. It seems like Ash Wednesday took forever to arrive. But then once Lent started, boy, it just fl- flew by. And, and as I mentioned, delighted to have Father Jacob Dancasa here in studio with us. He is pastoral administrator of Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving. And uh, he informed me uh, recently, he actually um, asked if I would uh, write a letter of, uh, I guess, a, a little blurb of recommendation of uh, his book called Faith, Not Convenience, 17 Reflections for Spiritual Consistency, and published by Enroute Books and Media out of St. Louis, Missouri, and I was happy to do so. In fact, I appear in the, 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 in the front of the book, and uh, he's also working on another book called A Spiritual Plan for Families, Preparing Your Home for a Life of Faith Following the Examples of Saints Who Raised Families. I want to touch on both of these books in due time, but let's just kind of get to know Father Dan Casa a little bit. Uh, he's, he's got quite uh, quite a story and, uh, and has quite a, had quite a life so far. So, Father, thanks for being here. Good to see you. Thank you, David. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so uh, you are from Nigeria, yes. born and raised there, yes. and actually was ordained a Catholic priest 2004 uh, for the Catholic Diocese of uh, Kafanchan, Nigeria. Did Correct. I pronounce that right? Um, and then went to uh, Rome, where you got a degree. So tell us about growing up in Nigeria, uh, what's, what's that's like uh you know, how is that culture maybe different from, you know, what we, we typically, those of us who have never left America or, or at least never lived anywhere else? What's it like in Nigeria? Right. Um, it's a normal life. Um, before coming to the United States, you all have different impressions of what United States will be. Yeah. And I wrote somewhere about the experiences or the perception of people generally about um, Africans and yeah. also about uh, the Western culture. Mm. So in Africa, people tend to think that um, based on what we see in the media about the, the gun culture, about the, um, the violence, about some things that, that look weird in the media. So mm-hmm. they think, oh, America is just, um, just all about um, no good. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you hear people talk about nobody goes to church in America. Yeah. So only when you arrived here, you realize that that's not true. Good people around. Uh, here in Dallas, at least I can speak to, our churches are full. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, we don't have, of course, other parts of the United States, you might have those problems. But it's so much of a generalization, to put it that way. So growing up in Nigeria, um, I looked forward to being a priest uh, but I never thought I was going to come to the United States mm-hmm. until I became a priest and my bishop asked me to come for studies here. And I lived a very normal life as a young man growing up with my parents and going to the seminary. And coming here to the United States, I, I realized that uh, it's so much a delight, especially here in the Catholic Diocese of Dallas, to have 
uh, very faithful Christian Catholics who are really ready and happy to live their faith. Uh, unlike the generalization that people see in the media about um, the Western culture. Yeah. And uh, it's quite not the same everywhere. And uh, of course, I know that the Western culture has a different view yeah. about uh, Africa. Yeah, what do you, what do you think uh, are the misconceptions of uh, what people think uh, in, over here in America about Africa? Right. Oh, well, people think uh, Africa is a, con- is a country, not a continent. <laughs> and they think that people live on trees. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I remember one time I was having I was having um I I had that to you in my book I was having dinner with uh, someone in in Minnesota yeah. and I came here newly with a friend from uh, another African country and so when we are on the dinner so the the gentleman as an older uh, Caucasian he asked us do you have TV in Africa and so we, <laughs> she said what what's yeah. that so we kind of looked at each other with the <laughs> other guys and we assured him yes we, we do <laughs> so it was like okay so uh, that kind of perception and you realize that um, of course there's this other part of it that uh, people see on media too about the suffering the poverty which is also a reality yeah. uh, but there's also a part of it that tells you that uh, people who ne- live normal life and also happy life. So uh, it's not all about being on trees or not having TV. It's about people who who also experience their faith. Uh, the faith is growing, or it's not just growing, but it's strong in Africa. Yeah. And people value Christianity. Yeah. And the church is, is very strong. Unfortunately, we had so many um, issues with religion, violence, at this moment, we keep praying for Africa, especially uh, my country, Nigeria, where things are not going too well yeah. due to uh, back and forth uh, between or among religions and the the extremists uh, in the Islamic part of it who are really uh, exploring whatever it is. And we are, we are having a real tough time um, experiencing our faith as we should, especially in uh in Nigeria, I come from the north of Nigeria, which is uh, the greater percentage of it is Muslims. Mm. Yeah, so, it's, so you grew up as a minority, uh, yes, a Christian yes, minority. Yes, yeah, the north. yeah. Growing up as a then, it was good. Life was okay. Everybody was living peacefully. And I'm not that old. I'm just 48 years old. <laughs> so if I said growing up, it means in the 80s, now in the yeah. 90s, we were living happily together, coexisting with the Muslims. Uh, it's not the same right now. Oh, really? That's uh, too bad. People are separating their points, living where I grew up. is no longer the place I live anymore. My family doesn't live there because it's no longer hospitable. Yeah. And so the Muslims are moving to one part. The Christians are moving to one part. And the intrusion of the the, the extremism, the, the Islamic extremes, I don't want to generalize everybody, but it's becoming a really big problem mm. to faith. Yeah, and that's that too, that's too bad. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for that information about about Africa and going. Yeah, I guess we when we say where you're from, it'd be we should say Nigeria because Africa is so uh, big. It's huge. I mean, that that South Africa, it's Egypt, it's I mean, in, in, different in, in Cameroon, it, mm-hmm. everything's different. Um, 
you, you, your first, uh, I guess, assignment, uh, you came over here and received a master's degree in mass communications from St. Uh, Cloud University in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Yes. You said that yes. you experienced uh, this, this thing, this white stuff coming down from the sky Snow. that you had never seen before, right? right. Well, I came here in the summer yeah. of 2008, and it was clear, bright. My first, um, my first surprise was to realize that we were... Uh, having dinner with some friends at about 8.30 p.m. in the evening and about close to 9. And they said, well, guys, let's go home. It's, it's getting late. And I was like, it was very bright. Yeah. You know, yeah. the summertime when everywhere was bright. I never thought it was 8.30. Yeah. I've never experienced where uh, it's 7 p.m. and it's bright. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, in Nigeria, wow. by that time, it's dark. I remember in Northern, Northern Ireland, where my, my wife right. is from, the sun, in some, during the summer, the sun didn't go down until like 10.30. All right. I'm yeah. surprised to hear that even in Alaska here. But um, in Nigeria, 6.30, 7.30, 7.00 p.m., the sun sets. It's, yeah. So for me to hear that it's late and I checked my time, I saw it was almost 9. And that was the first uh, shocker for me. But... I got used to it, uh, but when it uh, came to winter, I was warned by friends that, <laughs> well, just wait until winter comes, and I saw it. Uh, it's, it's quite an experience. Let me yeah. use it that way. And I, I looked forward to, to seeing how I can get done with my master's program for the two years. <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> called the hard winter that you yeah. can you can literally keep uh, a bottle of water outside during the winter for five, ten minutes. And you take it back because it's already either frozen or cold. Wow. You don't, wow. you need to keep it in the refrigerator at that point. So yeah. those were all experiences I had, but I enjoyed my stay there with good friends. It was quite uh, a, a very experiential first time in the United States yeah. for me. And then you, you voluntarily came down to North Texas. To Dallas, that was yes. like, get out of the cold. I'm going to go where it's warm. Yeah. I was, um, when I when I finished my master's or before I finished my master's program in mass communications, I told my bishop I wanted to have some experience uh, of pastoral work in the United States, and he let me do. So I applied to the Diocese of Dallas, and Bishop uh, Greg, then Father Greg, uh, talked to me, and they invited me. And I told him then, he said, what do you want to come to Dallas for? I said, well, Minnesota winter. I just want to <laughs> leave. So I... I, I Finally, I was um, accepted to come to the Diocese of Alice, and um, I came here, and I saw that it was another too extreme because I came in the in the summer of yeah. 2010. It was hot, <laughs> so it's like from going from heaven then <laughs> it's like <laughs> extreme cold to extreme heat. So totally different experience for me. Did you just call North Texas hell? <laughs> I didn't say which is hell. I just said all right, heaven, okay, all right. But hot, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know which is hell or heaven, but. Yeah, so now you're here, you got a doctorate degree uh, of information science from the University of North Texas, and you became an American citizen in 2018. Yes. That's exciting. And now you're at, uh, you know, surprised to see how many different parishes I've you have, many, have already worked I've at. I've worked in many parishes. Yeah, yes. there's, uh, the, my, I've got the list here somewhere, but uh, you, you've been at like four or five parishes. Yes. The, the bishop has really kind of moved you around. What, what kind of experiences or what takeaways or learning did you have at all these different experiences, all these right. different parishes? That I'm pastoral administrator here in, in, in Holy Family, being the one uh, leading the parish. I, I kind of now appreciate the experiences I had in different parishes. I've worked in parishes where they have different styles of doing things. 
big parishes and middle-sized parishes. And that has really prepared me for the job that I'm facing here. And, and, and it's also helping me to have ideas that could help me move things around the way I think it because of my many experiences of different pastors, of different people, and different categories of parishes. So that for me has been a plus and, and has, has really encouraged me right now. And I feel so strengthened and I feel so, uh, so bold in what I'm doing right now, knowing the fact that I have had some good experiences. Yeah, I found that uh, list, and, and many people, of course, who are listening uh, say, oh, yeah, I remember uh, Father Dan Casa from our parish, St. Michael the Archangel in Garland, St. Yes. Joseph in Richardson, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Plano, St. Anthony in Wiley, and also St. Gabriel the Archangel Parish in McKinney. Right. And, and some of those are big parishes. Yeah, sure, and you were yeah. a parochial vicar there. Right. And so now, of course, pastoral administrator of Holy Family Parish. In, uh, in, in Irving, which is not too far from our, uh, parish. We're speaking to Father Jacob Dancasa, a pastoral administrator at Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving. And, uh, let, let's talk about your book, uh, because that's the, the main thing that we're going to talk about, but I, I just wanted to talk about some of your background. Faith, not convenience, 17 reflections for spiritual consistency. Tell us what inspired you to write this book. Well, um, first of all, the passage of uh, the Gospel of St. John, chapter 6, verse 53 to uh, 55, during the, the discourse about the Eucharist, when yeah. Jesus told his disciples that you, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you will not have life. I'm giving you my body to eat and my blood to drink. At that point, we are told that many of his followers could not understand that teaching. It was hard for them. That was what the scripture tells us. And as a result of that, they left him mm-hmm. because it was too inconveniencing for them. Yeah. They couldn't see themselves departing from what they know to someone who was bringing something so strange, different from what they are used to. So we are told they left him and he turned to his disciples and he asked them, are you also living? And they said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And at that point, the disciples chose faith, not convenience. Mm-hmm. And so that very passage uh, inspired me to write this book because today uh, there are many choices too that challenge our faith. And uh, most of these are moral, social, and political uh, issues. And, and some of these issues are making, making it very difficult for many followers of Christ to also stand and remain in their faith. Yeah, Just like, that, just like uh, the earlier followers of Jesus did. Yeah, I love some of the the chapter titles, like Fighting Back Temptation, Going Beyond Our Fears and Doubts, Finding God Even in Discomfort, which is, that's a great Lenten uh, reflection. Uh, Fears and doubts. uh, I would imagine, especially the last couple of years, boy, people's fears and doubts, anxiety, depression, you know, uh, you know, you name it, everything has really been exacerbated. Mm -hmm. So I think the timing of this is great. What, what, what fears and doubts? What's your advice in that regard? Actually, this chapter identifies uh, fears and doubts as the elements that are capable of hindering uh, growth in faith. Mm-hmm. And um, the chapter looks at uh, the, the story of Jesus walking on the water and then giving the example of the greatest storm that we have in recent history, which is the COVID-19, and how the pandemic has, um, has brought fear uh, to many people, and even doubts, you know, yeah. even in faith, that we're still struggling to bring people uh, back to church. So I looked at how 
how Jesus walked in the water and how he calmed the fears and the doubts of the apostles. So uh, this chapter actually provides encouragement and direction uh, on how we Catholics, especially, and but Christians altogether, can can rekindle the faith that has kept us going all this while, mm-hmm. even before we face all this pandemic, the fears that engulf a lot of people today. And um, so this particular chapter is encouraging uh, people of faith to remain even more resolved to become better Christians. And the years ahead, notwithstanding whatever uh, difficulties we have in this. And I even use the example of the Titanic in that chapter to <laughs> the, the, the movie Titanic yeah. to, to discuss more about the fears and doubts. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned as a priest, you've been a priest since 2004. You've been in different countries, different continents, different parts of the United States. Uh, you've met so many people, probably done so many, much spiritual direction. You've heard confessions. You've, you know, reached uh, that. That's, that's has given you a very unique perspective to be able to write a book like this because there's a lot of practical things about relationships. Relationships, uh, forgiveness, um, uh, opening our hearts to our church communities—is that been kind of the, the 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 way you're writing this, and the way you're kind of getting gathering all the information? Has just been through your own personal life experience? Almost everything is through my life experience from childhood to now. Yeah, and as I go through my my life experience as as person, not just as a priest, a priest is a person anyway, but I've come to to document some of those things that helped me in my Christian journey. And most of the things I write in this book are, are really life experiences, real issues. Either I experience them in my ministry or in the family or in my relationship with, uh, with parishioners and yeah. with, with people I see. I, I observe a lot. I can just be with people and hear the conversations and pick up from the conversations and it, it creates for me a life story of faith. How can this relate to our everyday life. My, my always uh, thought is how can the scripture uh, be relational in the life of me right now? I mean, mm-hmm. everyone, it's not just about the history, which is important, but how meaningful is the scripture to us today? How do we apply it? So I see everyday experience in my parish, in, in, in my family, and in the families I meet as, as parts of that which I can share uh, for us to move towards Jesus. Yeah. The last uh, part of the book is called uh, Finding God Through Digital Sanctity. Correct. I love that. Uh, chapter 16, A Christian Guide to Online Conversations, also mm-hmm. developing an online communication spirituality. Mm-hmm. doesn't sound like your, your advice is get off all the social media, get no. off the computers, but obviously use prudence. So uh, this is something that impacts almost all of us right. every day. The way we communicate, the way we deal with people, the emails, the mm-hmm. Facebook, the Instagram. Well, what's your advice in, in that regard? Well, you know, as uh, apart from being a priest, I'm also um, an expert in communications because I have a master's degree in it and a doctorate in information science. And my research also um, has matched towards that experience. I I use the um, the story of Philip in the scripture with Nathaniel. Mm. You remember in the scripture when uh, when Philip invited Nathaniel and said, "Come." We have someone here. He introduced him to Jesus. Yeah. And Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> now, looking at that, it's, it, it sounded insulting yeah. to talk about that. And all that Philip could, Philip could do was 
to say to Nathaniel, come and see. That was it. Yeah. And Nathaniel came, he saw, and he believed. But looking at our world today in social media, anything that goes contrary to somebody's viewpoint, it just invites firebrand of insults, fighting back and forth, and we lose ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I try to help uh, us understand that God also lives on social media. It's not about being in the church or mm -hmm. just seeing somebody. So we should be mindful that when we post, when we talk, when we relate on the internet, social media, that um, we are also within the realm of seeking holiness. Mm -hmm. And we can bring people to Jesus or send them off from Jesus. You, I can defend my faith in such a way that people can hear me and want to follow me because of the way I do it. Or I can, in the process of doing that, make people feel that this Jesus does not need to be followed. Yeah. So using the example of Philip, who simply said, come and see, that we Christians have to be mindful of how we can use this social media, internet, as an instrument for good. We use it. I want to use it, and I want people to use it. But we should always be mindful that it is not just faceless, that God also lives there, and we should be mindful that holiness is also desired. Just not in our everyday human face-to-face -face life, but also in our virtual life. Yeah, the book is called Faith Not Convenience, 17 Reflections for Spiritual Consistency by Father Jacob uh, Dancasa, and uh, he currently serves as pastoral administrator of Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving. The, the book is out, yes. and there's probably an online version and also a physical copy. If people want to get a copy of it, what should they do? Now, one, they can go to the website of the, um, the publisher, which is Enroute, uh, or they can go on Amazon and search for the book. It's available on Amazon. And I, I have some copies that will be sent to me from the, uh, from the publisher, which, of course, I will send to some parishes to uh, if those, anybody who needs it, they can, they can get their names and let me know the number of books they need, and I would get them and send them to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sounds like a very practical book, and maybe be good for uh, you know studies or small groups that want to get together and maybe read a chapter a week or something like that. Uh, real quickly, I know we're about to get out of t uh, run out of time, but um, I want to real quickly touch on the other book you're writing. I don't know how you're doing this, you're, <laughs> you're, but you're writing books, and I, I know firsthand how, how challenging it can be. A Spiritual Plan for Families, Preparing Your Home for a Life of Faith, Following the Examples of Saints Who Raised Families. Earlier on the show, I, I don't know if you're listening or not, we were trying to guess the, the, the saints who raised families, and we had about four or five of them that we, uh, we, we, we selected. Can you tell us a little bit about that, and maybe some of these model saints who did raise families that you've been researching and writing about? Yes, I, I picked about 10 cents, and okay. some of them are modern cents that, uh, that raise families. And the goal of this is to be able to help families at this point to realize that the typically call to holiness, our uh, ups and downs are not just uh, uh, typical to us, that even people who, who are called saints today struggle. Oftentimes when we hear about saints, we think about priests who became saints, nuns yeah. who became saints, or those in the scripture we don't think about the ordinary, everyday man and woman who married, who struggle, uh, like all of us today, that became saints. So I wanted to emphasize on that, just to bring, like, um, like the, the uh, Elisabetta, for instance, or uh, King Louis, uh, some of the St. Elizabeth and Seton. Mm -hmm. All these people, they, 
got married. They yeah. raised children. They struggled through it, ups and downs. And yet, today we call them saints or venerable or they're in the process of becoming saints. And the, the goal of that book is to help families to be able to see how they can, they can create a spiritual plan. People have business plan to have effective business. Yeah. And when people go to marriage, they want to plan uh, the reception, uh, the wedding gown and all that. How many of us really take time to plan our spiritual lives for our mm-hmm. families? Yeah. So this is the point that this book tries to, to bring forward. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Uh, do you have a publication date for it? Uh, or not when? yet. Uh, not yet, but it will be out soon, too. All right. And uh, you love to write. You write for the Texas Catholic yes, once I a do. month. You're, yes, you're a column of Peterson there as well. Yeah, there's something about writing. I think it's a lost art. Now, people are, you know, people are doing the tweets and yeah. they're doing the, the YouTube channels and a lot of it's video. But just to sit down and write, it's so therapeutic. And, of course, it can be a benefit to a lot of people as well. Sure. All right. Uh, 